Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Talking legal, talking all information that is going to assist you and the discussion at hand is abuse of senior citizens. Like I said, there is a video doing the rounds on social media platforms of a daughter beating up her father senselessly. And um, we have seen such videos going around of even females abusing males, uh, whether they are partners or um, they are family members. And today we are going to specifically look at this sort of abuse that has mushroomed up and has, you know, taken the forefront in our society, especially during these lockdown conditions. And we want to know what has caused such and what are the things that we can do legally? What is the recourse that people have, those who are victims and also the perpetrators? What are some of the measures that are going to be put in place? Today, I've got Moses Nkomo, who is a family member of the son, the man who was assaulted in the video that is current on our social media pages. So go to SAFM Radio on Twitter and you'll be able to see this video. It's quite alarming. Very warm welcome to you, um, Moses. Um, how are you, uh, sister? We are well, thank you. Although we are quite alarmed at uh, the video that we have seen. Please just set the scenario for us, Moses. Um, Mr. Nkomo is your father, um, from what we understand. But we'd like to know where did this video take place? And in the video, we also see that it is your father and two other females and younger children in the video. So maybe explain to us who are these people who are in this video and who took the video of the video? Uh, one of one of the uh, person that was involved in the video, uh, the other lady is a stepdaughter for my father. The other the other one is a stepmother. So there's someone that took the video. It was Lungelo, my youngest brother. So that's a biological brother. So it happened in Eastern Cape while I'm in KZM. What were the circumstances around uh, the abuse that your father received? Uh, uh, the, that thing started when my my father asked the lady uh, the things that, uh, that she did uh, while she came uh, to the tavern when she drank. He used to ask some of the questions and then try to help her with the situation of alcohol, alcoholism. Then that uh, lady, she becoming angry and then swearing my father with, uh, using some strong languages in front of the community. So that's where it started. When my father is replying to the lady, the lady shouted like, and then the lady slapped my father. So uh, there was my uh, my young brother, and she took the phone, and then and then she he used the after after he took the phone, then he, he recorded the video. That video then he sent to my old sister, and my old sister then came and told me that there's something like that. So then when I saw the video, then I tried to. Re- to to report the incident to the police because my father is staying in a rural area whereby it's hard uh, for him because he's seven years he's seven years old so now what's but so bad when I when I when I try to find the police they talk something like uh, they're gonna help us but at the end of the day they didn't help us then I then I tried my um, all means to find uh, on that day the police on it was on Tuesday yeah, I remember. It happened on Wednesday on Tuesday. Then the police didn't help us. Then on uh, on they reply us on on Wednesday morning while my sister tried to phone to phone them again. 
So after 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 that, uh, when they went to home, they put the no man's line between my father and uh, and my stepsister, and then they said he, he must my father he must not use another house; he must stay with his house. While my while my stepsister and my stepmother they used to stay. So, so then uh, I becoming more angry. I said, hey, "How can someone can tell your dad that he must not go to uh, to his place? Why is it, it's a homestead for my father and the retirement man? So he used to be happy at home." So now, Moses, what I want to understand from you is that your stepsister and your father, who's elderly and is 70 years of age, stays with, uh, stay together in the same household, in the same homestead. But this abuse is something that has been going on for quite some time. Or is it an isolated incident? Yes. My father used to told us that, uh, that, that uh, my stepmother and the, and the daughter, they used to abuse him. For several time, but we didn't believe that because when we when we try to to call my stepmother and ask her those kinds of questions that my father is complaining about you, then he said no, he's lying, he's old. Because my my stepmother is I think is 49 years old. Then he said he's lying. Then we, we said okay, it's fine. And when when we when it's uh, sometimes it's holidays, we used to go to home and visit him. And then we find that. Uh, there's nothing happened. I happy. Then we said, okay, uh, that's no problem. That means maybe my father is old. Maybe, but uh, the neighbors used to told us that hey, your father is is being abused. When we ask the father, when when we ask our father, we said, hey, there's anyone that is abusing you? Yeah, he tried to tell us like, no, it's something like uh, maybe when it, as a as a head of the house of the family, when you're telling someone they took him like, like he's old, but we didn't know that. In him. But the day that it was that uh, last week Tuesday, after the lady stepped uh, step, uh, my father, then he called my old sister and then said, hey, that woman is slapping me here and, they, and he was crying. Luckily, my young brother took that video. Then that's when I would, we took a proper decision. Now, the one thing I think um, I'd like you to please explain to to us is, uh, is how how did this person, who is your younger brother, who took the video, not stop what was going on? And if he's always in the household, why is he not intervening in these um, incidences, especially if it's something that has been happening for a while, that your father, who's an elderly person, has been abused and obviously exasperated by us being under lockdown as families and not really having much movement right now? I think uh, it's see uh, my, my young brother before he did that. It was because uh, they were fighting with uh, with my uh, with, with my with my stepsister because he, my youngest brother was playing with uh, with the child of my uh, of my sister. Then after we, after they were playing, the other one was crying. Then after they were crying, he took some stick and then he beat him bad. He beat him he beat him badly. Then after that, he took some crutch then he, so that he said, whatever is going to happen now, he's going to take the video to show us what is happening at home. Take us a couple of steps back. You mentioned that uh, you are the person who went and uh, seeked legal help from the police, um, not necessarily um, the people in the same household, in the same province. You mentioned that your father is in uh, the Eastern Cape, but you are in KZN. How did that work? Uh, to the no, for me the time I the time I tried to uh, to 
call the police station and they okay, it didn't work proper until I I, I tried to uh, to send uh, everything to the the what the uh, the case and the and the video to the MEC Then she the one who helped me so much because well uh, one of the guy was helping her and it was a uh, that guy that is just beer. He was saying to me, send everything so that I'm going to send to Nomsa Tube. Then he, he's, gonna, he's going to work against the, uh, your case. Then Nomsa Tube, she took the responsibility to send the video and the case to the embassy in Eastern Cape. Then I, I, after that, on Wednesday also, I found some calls from the, from the lieutenant uh, Fremantle. And the mayor in Pizana, then they asked me about everything, what is happening, and I explained to them. You know, I also received a call from the, from the, what, from the guy, from the Pekatiya in Zamba police station. Then that guy, after that, he, he asked me something, that is what, what, what was happened. Then I told him that the, the police that you sent at home, he didn't take any responsibilities, and they were fighting with the woman because that woman was talking too much. And my father didn't talk so much because he's an old man, and sometimes he forget the things. And they didn't, they didn't even want to see the video and what is happening on the video. When, you, when we, we said to them they must take the phone to my young brother and then open the video, and then we will see that my father was left, they said, no, there's no need for that because the lady uh, agreed that uh, he did that, that thing to my father. Well, Moses, hold the line for us. We'll uh, be back uh, in a moment. I'd like us to get uh, someone from a legal point of view to help us understand what sort of recourse a senior citizen can have in terms of uh, being abused. Please stay on the line. Remember that you can join in on the conversation. Let's talk about these sort of abuses that are happening to senior citizens who don't necessarily have a voice, that have been going on for years years on end. And um, perhaps you're a senior citizen or you are a neighbor of a senior citizen and you have experienced such or you just would like to comment and, and, and say what where did the moral fiber of our society go wrong? The video is up on our social media platform. You can go to Twitter at SAFM Radio and you can hashtag SAFM LNC. Remember, you can also send us uh, a WhatsApp on 0614-104-107 or you can call us directly on 891 Right now, I'd like to welcome Bongane Kanyile, who is uh, an, a director and also an attorney at Bongane Kanyile Attorneys. Thank you very much for joining us, Bongane. Hi, Patricia. Now, Bongane, we are looking at a story that is quite... Um, Quite devastating, to to say the least. Um, the abuse of senior citizens, something that I think a lot of people would not openly want to talk about because it is shameful. It is something that we don't think is happening in our own societies, but we know of senior citizens who are being abused in various ways. What sort of recourse do um, victims have, especially all the people who can't make their way to a police station, who can't use a telephone line, who can't do certain things? Yeah, Patricia, look, um, this is a scourge, and I think um, I'm happy that we're having this discourse because it's a problem in our country, and I think it reveals the kind of society we have because the elderly are part of the most you know, vulnerable groups that we have in the country. What needs to happen, and it's, this is a problem because it's not communicated out there, and that's the role of the Human Rights Commission to filter information around um, these kind of abuses, is that whoever 
sees and witnesses an abuse needs to report it. Anybody can report, doesn't have to be a victim that actually reports it. They can report it via um, filling a complaint form. They can phone, um, you know, and, and, and contact the, the Human Rights Commission. And then Human Rights Commission can then start an investigation, which can lead to prosecution. So people need to understand the various channels that we have. There are various stakeholders that we have. We've got the Human Rights Commission um, on the enforcement of this. We've got the Social Development Department because they are the custodian um, of, 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 of the elderly. They can assist in ensuring that there's accommodation for the elderly. And then there's the criminal element, which entails the prosecution via the Domestic Violence Act. So there are various and, and institutions available for recourse. Now, uh, Bongane, I, I think I'd like us to talk about uh, the, the element of the victim. I mean, yeah. if the victim is an elderly person who is unable to get themselves to a police station, who's unable to directly go to the uh, Commission for uh, Rights or, you know, uh, violence and abuse, who's unable to reach out to people, yeah. what other means and ways can they employ to make sure that they get the much needed help? Bearing in mind that these elderly people at times might be dependent on the people who are abusing them. Mm. It, it, it's a matter of um, communication here. So you've got the perpetrator that you're living with practically in the house, but they are neighbors. You live in a community. So you can talk to someone, a trusted person, or even a stranger and say, I'm here, I'm not happy, I'm being abused. And then the question that becomes is that person who's been conveyed this information, do they know the right channels? And they can pick, it can just be a matter of a phone call to the police station, it's a phone call to the, to the Human Rights Commission to say, I've just witnessed an abuse or I've just been told of an abuse. And then those accountable institutions need to then investigate. What I'm picking up from the story is um, the sad reality that even in a police force, not some of them are not trained. So they don't know how to react to these because they haven't even been trained on how to look at the rights and enforce the rights of the elderly. And so I think workshops need to be done to the community to ensure that the information is filtered. Well, in terms of those workshops, I mean, I'm, I'm getting a, a WhatsApp here and we're going to definitely go to it. But I think yep. th- th- there is some feeling that sometimes it's even the police force that cannot be trusted to, to handle such mm-hmm. uh, matters properly because they'll tell you that go back home and deal with your issues at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the problem. And the first people actually need to be workshopped on this have to be the police force. They are the people on the ground. Um, and I think the reason why there hasn't been much traction on this is because there's an act that was assented in 2006 called the Older Persons Act. Uh, this act has been assented, but it's not yet enforced as we speak now. And this act is quite detailed as to what should happen, how the state should handle such information, how do you get the social workers involved, how the information or the other investigations should be handled, ultimately leading to even criminal prosecution. Now, there's either no political will to, us, to, to actually enforce this act, so if it's not enforced, people won't know about it. And this is why there's got to be an outcry, a call from the Department um, of Social Development and the public and the populace at last to say, you're sitting with an act that can protect the victim. Why don't we just turn it off the president signing it in? I think it's scathing that this act has been lingering unsigned, you know, in our statute book. Because once that rolls in, the community will be aware and will be conscientized of such acts. First, it's from the police to the community, and then this can be a concerted effort. Because what's the point of 
knowing your rights, and then when you go to the people that are supposed to be the custodian and the guardian and the protector, they don't know what to do. Um, the, the scenario here is that the police came and said, oh, well, the, the lady, uh, the perpetrator has has agreed and, and consented, or rather conceded to this offense, so things are sorted. That, that's not it. There's a criminal element. There needs to be a case registered, and we need to talk about the question of is it practical to alienate the, the victim from the perpetrator, perpetrator who should be removed from this, you it- know? And then, and, and, you know, I, I'm glad that you're touching on this because Umoza's uh, Ngomo did mention that mm-hmm. um, uh, the police came up with uh, measures of saying, well, let's let, let's keep them all together in the same homestead. Um, this is a family. This is this is we, we can't really move them, but let's open up, you know, a, a, a restraint, a, a, an order to restrain them from having contact. But they live in the same home. But before you even respond to that, I've got uh, a WhatsApp from Benny Loa from Crossroad. And Benny says, the police's response will be inverted commas we are still investigating mm-hmm. and and this is the bitter truth that a lot of people have experienced firsthand yeah and, and the reality is you've got the facts here before you uh, the, facts, the facts speak for themselves as we say in law what are you investigating if you know the law you know that section 30 of this act that I'm talking about says it's an offense it, it actually defines what abuse is says it includes physical, sexual, psychological, and economic abuse. Already at face value, here's an offense. You've got a reason to apprehend the person. You take the person through the normal course of, of, of the criminal justice system, and they get prosecuted. You then have the social um, development department available there. Social welfare will come in, investigate, and see whether can this person be left on their own devices, or can we take this person to our custody? Because we know that the department of social development has about eight facilities that they can put, that they place the elderly or even sponsor 412 non-profit organizations. So there is information available there. It's a matter really, really, really of quantitization. Well, uh, I've got a voice note here that I'd like us uh, to listen to. And uh, from there onwards, I'd like us to uh, bring Moses and Gomo back into the conversation to find out if the measures that you are mentioning right now legally uh, were followed in the procedures. Um, good evening, Patricia. Um, on this uh, elderly abuse case, I fear that we as a society, I mean, not just here in South Africa, but the world at large, have lost the moral fiber of what it means to get married. We enter relations for monetary, uh, for monetary contrivances, for, for monetary gain. And we forget or we neglect the fact that long-term relations will lead to the main causes of why we entered in such relationships coming into the forward. It seems here that the uh, stepmother is more into the marriage for this, the homestead and the hectares in which it occupies or the land that it occupies and everything that it occupies and nothing else. And it... it, uh, it um, it enrages her that the old man is not dying quick enough. Hmm. That viewpoint is definitely a different stance. I mean, uh, when you look at it, uh, the, the the listener is saying perhaps the stepmother is in this relationship for for the gains that she's going to get because she's also seen in the video and she's not uh, coming to calm down the stepdaughter, but rather she's 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 uh, you know. 
pouring a bit of fuel into the flame, if you, if you understand what I'm saying. But before we even go any further, Moses and Gomo, you are still there? Moses, are yeah. you still with us? So, yeah, Moses, you have heard what Ubongani Kanyile from uh, Bongani Kanyile's attorneys yeah. has mentioned. Have these procedures and other procedures been followed in the case of your father's abuse? Uh, some of the procedures are followed, but some I'm not satisfied because uh, uh, when I when I when I check uh, according to the law that uh, she broke uh, my step my stepsister. She broke the law of, uh, of the law of lockdown. Why she go? She go and touch my father, and then she also she was uh, influenced by the alcohol, and then she was swearing my father. And my father said, "I can't open the case to arrest her because I'm old. I can't go up and down to the courts and then stand on the on the court." So then I I asked uh, one of the policemen. Then I said. Why you don't open the case so that I'm, I'm going to stand for him, although it's a lockdown, but maybe the court can postpone it until the time that I'm going to come to Eastern Cape, and then I, I will stand for my father. Then after that, they didn't come and tell me that uh, maybe they could have, they, they only tell me that my father don't want to arrest them. She won the protection order. After that, uh, they were the brigade and said the police again, uh, to to go and chase uh, my uh, my stepsister and uh, my stepmother, then uh, the police uh, they chase them, but they, they stay in, in the uh, in the next door. Uh, they stay in, 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 in as a neighbor in the in in my in my home, and they know that they 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 gonna do some indirect uh, things like they talking with someone, and then they're gonna swear my father again. Because the same day the police they said they saw they saw the problem between my father and the and the step and the stepdaughter. At night she came and and, and they banged the door and then broke the door. On the same day they said they must they must not cross on my father must not cross to that to the uh, to the line to go to the to the to another house while he's owning that house. So your father is not permitted in certain areas of his home for his own protection, but the stepdaughter still made a way through the boundaries that were set by the protection order and yeah, broke on, down the door. Yeah, on, on that day. But they, they didn't give the, the letter from the court. They just tell her on uh, verbally, said, no, don't go this side, and you must not go this side, and then tell my father. Then my father agreed because he was not one to talk too much because of the PP was, was so high. Then he said, yeah, I'd rather to talk, I'm going to shut my mouth. Then after that, he phoned me. That's where I, 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 I phoned uh, that me and then explained to him what is happening because I used to chat with him on the WhatsApp. So. See, Moses, I, I think the circumstances that your father is facing and a lot of other elderly people are really, really, um, you know, they're heartbreaking because as as Africans, as human beings, we need to look after our elderly and our frail. Bongane, um, I'd like you to come in here. Now, we see that the victim, who is Umistan Gomo, 70-year-old elderly man, uh, said, well, you know, I'm not even interested in opening a case here because I'm too old to be going up and down to the courts. Um, what is your take on this? And is there other legal ways that... Um, uh, Victims can be able to be assisted if they are frail in terms of uh, of, of their health. Yeah, Patricia, the, the, the facts before us here were ripe for the police to actually do what was necessary. 
the first thing the police needs to do in an instance like this was to take the report, which will culminate to a notice to the alleged offender. This will come now from the Mexico court where this person, the alleged offender, is called to court to account why she should either not be permanently um, asked to, to, to abstain from visiting uh, the father or not, or temporarily. Now, the, the victim here doesn't need to move. He's an elderly, and this is what this is the, the mischief of the act. This is just the kind of people we're dealing with, it's the elderly people. They don't need to go anywhere. The police come to them. They get assisted with the notice. The notice calls upon the offender, not the victim, because at this time, the police collaborate with the social workers. The social workers write a statement, and they represent in court the victim. So all of this ultimately will lead to the court having assessed all the circumstances that whether they, they issue an order prohibiting the alleged offender from entering the home permanently or that they may enter under certain conditions or any other order the court may deem fit. So the legislation is there, Patricia. It's there. But do we have our police willing either willing to assist in doing what is expected of them or is it a question of they don't know what's expected of them? These are critical uh, existential questions we need to ask about our justice system. Justice system is there to ensure practical realization of the rights of people. The right that's been offended here is dignity, and it needs to be protected. Perhaps uh, this is where we do an internal audit of the justice system. But uh, before we even go there, uh, I'd like us uh, to just wrap up with this particular voice note that one of our listeners has sent. And I'd like to urge all our listeners, we love, love, love playing your voice notes. But if they could please be kept to under one minute, please speak loud so we can be able to hear you. Don't whisper. Um, And then they'll be very nice and audible so our guests will be able to comment. Hi, Pat. This is KM from Furenichem. You know, when you talk about the elderly, you know, it really hurts a lot. The elderly people are vulnerable. They are not being taken care of everywhere. Everywhere. It seems seems as if they have that thing of being abused by the young people or the other people at large. It can be at the shops, in the hospitals, the nurses are abusing them. You know, if you can go to the hospitals and see how the nurses are ill-treating the elderly, really, it's a sad day. Thank you very much. Definitely agree with you. It is a sad day. I mean, Bongani, now in Moses, I'm sure you can hear that it is a sad day. No one is applauding this sort of behavior. No one is standing up and saying this sort of behavior is acceptable. As a matter of fact, it is unacceptable behavior. Yeah, it is, Patricia. And I think it's it's important to say that uh, because the state has the primary responsibility to protect the elderly, there's also a claim here. For damages against the state because the conduct of, of, of the policeman involved is um, attributable to the state, the minister involved, means of police as well as all other relevant ministers can be sued for damages because they're vicariously liable. And the second thing that I need to say, which is very important for the listeners to understand, is that if the system, as I've tried to explain, uh, is rolled out correctly and people understand the proper channels, just like the Children's Act, those who offend against the elderly must be, their names must be recorded in a book, in a register, because you find that offenders like these, they tend to, to, to re-offend over and over because they get away with it. 
And so we'll have a list of those offenders and we'll know what to do with them and it's out there even in public. Let's uh, go to another voice note. It's going to be the last one for this particular segment. Every Monday, we'll definitely be talking about legal issues that are social. What is happening in our social surroundings legally? Um, and also what the law has to say on to our voice notes. Uh, good evening, Pat. Uh, yourself and your great team. And yeah, welcome to SAFM. It's Kumiye in Middleburg. You know, uh, the whole thing is just frustrating for me here. Uh, I just don't get it. You know, you have your footage, you have the video, you have all the information that you need, and yet people are claiming to be still um, investigating. Uh, I think by now we should be having someone behind the bar, behind the cells being locked, because you, you've got everything that you need. So why then can't you then effect the arrest? Because I think sometimes the police when they're supposed to arrest, they try and be a judge and try and um, and fix things when they're supposed to just lock people up. So I think in this case, the police have actually failed the, the old man there. Thanks, Pat. Oh, definitely agree with you. It is it, 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 Ignorance cannot be bliss and ignorance cannot be uh, our banner that we hold above our head, especially on issues such as this. Now, Bongani, as we close off, I'd like perhaps Moses to tell us um, where the situation is right now with his father, if he is pleased with the legal recourse. And then from there onwards, now, Bongani, maybe you can uh, close off for us and just give us even contact details where people who are observing elderly people abuse can contact and uh, get assistance, or even the elderly themselves can get assistance. Moses, uh, let's start with you. Okay, thank you very much for giving me another time. So it's, uh, for now, uh, they said tomorrow there will be some social worker that is going to come and check my father, and also will come with some stakeholders in the community, uh, the counselor and one of the donors in in the community, so that they're going to Chase uh, again the, my my uh, stepsister and the, and the stepmother, so that they're not gonna be around there because they are, if they gonna still uh, stay around there, they gonna my father's life is gonna be still in danger. But for me, the only thing that I'm asking myself: what about the dignity of my father? Maybe maybe the, his life maybe is gonna be uh, traumatized or what? Because it, that means. He lose uh, well, he lose dignity in the community by by being a victim to be beaten by the stepdaughter. While he's the one who raised uh, who raised up that young daughter, while his father uh, left him chasing chasing him while he was young with his mother. So my father took a, a responsibility as a as a parent. So now I'm just asking those kinds of questions. Yeah, Bongani, you are opening up a new discussion altogether and uh, that of dignity for men, that of dignity for elderly people. And I think it's a discussion we'll definitely have here on uh, late night conversations in the near future. But uh, we hope that the social workers are definitely going to come and observe what's happening with your father and the law will take its place and the arm of the law will be felt in this particular situation. Thank you very much for joining us, Moses. Now over to you, Bongani. Maybe, Bongani, you could just give us uh, you know, those pointers as to where where people can be in touch when they need assistance in the cases of elderly people being abused? Yeah, Patricia. Well, firstly, they need to um, contact the Human Rights Commission. They need to be involved because 
the Department of Social Development is accountable to them. And they've got powers to issue directives to the department. They've got powers to get other stakeholders involved, like your public protectors, depending what the nature of the issues are. So that's a very, very important stakeholder. Uh, because again, as, as uh, uh, Ubabala alluded to correctly, the dignity has been violated. And to, to really make amends for that dignity, um, the Human Rights Commission has to be involved because they are the enforcer of the Section 10 rights of the Constitution. Uh, Department of Social Development, I'm, I'm, I'm relieved that there are social workers that we are told are going to be coming in um, to the place. So they, need, they know what to do. And they will send a report that will result in whether do we remove Ubaba and place him in a place of safety where his dignity will be you know, uh, protected and he's going to be treated with the kind of respect he deserves. Uh, the third element is there's not discussion about a docket uh, being opened here. They need, to lay, they need to lay a charge of domestic violence here. And so that the, 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 the perpetrator, from what I'm seeing, apparently looks older than 18 and, and, and she can face the full might of the law. Uh, so that needs to be done and there could be prosecutions at length. Thank you so very much, Bongane. Are there any places that people, other than the police station, uh, I mean, we've heard from our listeners that sometimes the police are not giving us the right information, that they can go and get um, assistance? Yes, social social workers um, can be contacted and they, they are available from, from welfare out there. Um, and also you can contact legal aid. Um, most people don't have money for to, uh, to, to, to get lawyers to assist them. Legal aid, the local legal aid clinics, they can contact them and they'll know what to do and they'll freely assist them in this regard. Uh, especially it's critical that this information filters through with the lockdown, which seems to be going on uh, probably for the better part of the year, that people know what to do and who to call at this time. Excellent. Thank you very much for joining us, Bongane Kangile, and we really appreciate your contribution. Thank you so much. Bye.